Navarra invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. Good morning, everybody. What's going on at your place? Are you living in a share house under the yoke of a ruthless dictator with a points-driven cleaning wheel? Ed was. And yes, today we're busting out the house rules. Channel 7 given a horrifying choice. We've got the Aussie film trailer. Even YouTube Uh viewers are finding a tad on the nose. Prepare for the rubber duck invasion. Homemade sex toys. That sounds tasteful. Who's pretending to be a polar bear? Get this, salutes the nation of Lapland. Cavalese, believe it or not. Oh, it's back, and in the second hour, he's back. He doesn't say much, and when he does, it's usually unbroadcastable, but it does give us a chance to play Let's Startle Bob Franklin. Bristol's Cultural Sensitivity Tour of Australia. It's all coming up on Triple M's Get This. A favourite pickup spot for prostitutes. (laughs) There he is, that sting. England's biggest twat, according to readers of Viz Comics. Yes, there's a little bit of information every day here Lovely, at the top it? of Get This Around mm. the Nation on Triple M with myself, Tony Martin. There's Ed Cavalier Hello. in the sidecar and pushing the buttons, Richard Marsland. The transsexual who's currently on bail on a charge of demanding with menaces. Yeah, oh. hey, hey, hey. I'm not sure if that's the same Richard Marsland. Look, I'm just doing Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs, that's all. <laughs> it's a tuck. Goodbye, horses. <laughs> What's the problem? No problem here. Hey, have we got a round of applause for uh, Bianca on the phone? Bianca, good job, Bianca. Who's filling in for Cecilia, who's mm. home with some kind of uh, lurgy. Whatever that means, something my uncle says. But, Tony, if anyone walks past you and even breathes heavily, you go, they've got a cold. They've got a cold. Get them in a quarantine. Get them in a quarantine. I've brought a tent. Put them in it. Well, only for this week. I know, Tony. But I can't say why. Why? Because it's a secret. Something I've been working on this week. Really? It's going to pay off. Forget this, listeners. I promise you. Oh, it's going to pay off. Did you notice we had to repeat a sketch yesterday? I did notice that. wasn't happy about that. Mm. That was because I spent all day Monday Mm. on sizzle. Really? I can't say anything. Couple of weeks. It's all going to pay off. Couple of weeks. Brilliant. The listeners. We might are... not be on air. Oh, is that because of. What if we've been sacked by then? Oh, well, that could happen, obviously. I thought you were referring to uh, what's showed up on the internet. Now, yesterday we spent a fair bit it of used time. used to be my friend, the internet. Talking about a film <laughs> called Meat Pie. And, Ed, I don't want you to think that I'm just doing this to take the piss. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, no, I would never think that. I've got uh, your best interest at heart here. Because think about it. If we didn't talk about it... So true. One of your enemies, yep. of which there are many, Galen, Carl Stefanovic, one of them would find Former it. Former housemates. They'd all put it, you know... Yeah, that, you're absolutely right. Tone, you said... When I when I first brought it to you and I said, Tone, there's a skeleton in my closet, I may or may not have been in the film where my appendage was <laughs> taken off by a machine that I had, may or may not have been making love to. Uh, I'm in a film that may or may not be goat sex. You said, well, we've got to make all the jokes first. Yeah, you've got to own the humiliation. Own the humiliation. (laughs) And I own it. I'm wearing it. Look at this face. Because now when the robot finds it, so the juice is gone. No Mm. juice, robot. The air's out of the balloon. Stop that, Stefanovic. Uh, Our listeners are disgusted, I have to say. Hardened listeners. Hardened, short bus loving listeners. have gone. You have gone too far. They've gone to YouTube and typed in. And if you type in meat pie trailer, oh no, that'd be too simple. Mm. The director wants to make it harder to find out. It's an Easter egg. It's meat pie, one word. Trailor misspelt. That's right, as in Sailor, as in Wendell Sailor, <laughs> like that. And it's not safe for work. It's not safe for anywhere. I showed it to my wife, and it was just like, 
her jaw was on the floor for about an hour and a half. <laughs> She's just going, is that it? Is that really it? Now, obviously, it's pretty visual. I was on a lot of crystal meth. Can I, should I say that? Is that the way to get out of things? <laughs> Having a look at, look at it yesterday, and Tony shouts to the room, notice how it's not even halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> and we're already throwing up in horror. Let's, I mean, it's all visual. It's yeah, all disturbing. Let's play just a little bit of the trailer Great. for this upcoming Great. Australian film, Meat Pie. Can I trust you to look after the shop? Of course, Dad. What's the worst that could happen? From director Garnet May. In the spirit of American pie. Uh-huh. That's Ed making love to a meat mincer. Oh, I've got it, John. Oh, yeah. Oh, feel the steel. Meet Jono. More or less. He had sex with the mincing machine and turned it off. His dad. Sort of bring a couple of shrimps for the barbie. <laughs> His girlfriend. Oh, you're kissing so hungry and desperate. Oh, I've missed it. Hey, how long is this clip? Jono! In the comedy that proves size does matter. Try a piece of Australian pie. Meat pie. Well, okay. I don't want to explain what was going on towards the end there. (laughs) But I like the line, feel the steel. Is that going to become your catchphrase? There it is. (laughs) There are T-shirts on on eBay. Why does it have an American voice? Why is it American? I've no idea, actually. I've never thought of that before, Tone. Yeah, too distracted. You can't start... It's like... um, You can't start trying to pick the plot holes and stuff like that. Now, okay. That's not what it's about. You know, I'm paying kudos to anyone who can get a film mate because it's the hardest thing in the world to do. Mm. But... From director Garnett May. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, he's probably a great director, but you know, normally, okay, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. I can understand why yeah. he would put his name in the trailer. Absolutely right. Are people sitting there going, "Oh, it's a Garnett May"? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got a lot of fans uh, just waiting. They've been waiting for this. He's made eleven films. None of them have ever come out. Yeah, I think this is the one, and 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 the the massive groundswell of Garnet May. Hysteria mm. uh, is ready to blow. Eleventh time lucky. Yep. Okay. There's also um, a wonderful scene in the trailer which was edited out of that particular mm. edit mm. Um, where someone runs into the behind of another woman and uh, there's... They're a, married. Oh, They're married. are they? Oh, that's fine then. But there's a sound effect that is... <laughs> oh, like... Yeah, it's one of those. A lot of those. It's one we don't have, actually. It's one I've never heard before. <laughs> it's an in- I think they, they commissioned an entirely new Boeing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the budget went on. It's funny because before this, before this thing, because we don't have meetings for this show, no. which I found out, oh, we've got a prize, which will sizzle for the next break. <laughs> this is the meeting listers. Yeah, okay. So we don't have meetings for this show. So no. I was sitting in the studio eating a sandwich uh, and Tony runs in and says to Richard, after transsexual, before meat pie, I'm going to need Mr. Humphreys from Are You Being Served? <laughs> okay? That's true. But right, because we've spent time talking about it, we now don't have time for it. All so right. we'll have some music to cleanse our systems Back in a moment, I'll get this. Paola Natini, Jenny, don't be hasty. Here, get this around the nation on Triple M. I think hmm. we finished with that movie of Ed's meat pie. We went to the uh, song and Ed's sitting back, stuffing his face with a sandwich and saying this sentence to us. you got to understand, there wasn't really a script for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the release of it, whether it's going to mm. cinemas or directly to video or maybe... Drive-ins. Uh, 
Maslin's Beach style Sunday night, 12 o'clock, Channel 9. Yeah. What's Maslin's Beach? Well, Maslin's Beach, is that the name of the beach itself? That's the Well, in South Australia it is. Australia's first nude beach is called Maslin's or Maslin's really? Beach. Yeah, yeah, but the movie about it was called Maslin Beach. And See? what is this movie? Uh, it's, well, shows up <laughs> um, close to midnight maybe on Channel 9 okay. of a Sunday evening. You know that slot? <laughs> oh, yeah. The houseboat horror slot. <laughs> and the way I would describe it is home and away in the nude. Exactly what it is. There's people standing around the beach completely stark as having conversations like, but what about us? <laughs> we don't talk anymore. It's jiggling. <laughs> oh, look, uh, yeah, that trailer is at YouTube. I, I have to keep warning people, it is disturbing. I know we're laughing about it. I know it is a comedy movie, but it's a I disturbing... Get, whenever you say it's a disturbing movie, I get flashbacks of shoot days and just think, mm. wow. Feel the steel. It's going to be some therapy. What is on right. the, It's amazing what you can find on the internet, but listen to what this uh, from the news. A judge trying an internet terror case mm. was stunned. Oh, no. Well, he stunned the court mm. by admitting he did not know what a website was. This happened at Woolwich Crown Court in the UK. Prosecutor tried to help the judge by explaining, but the judge, 59, admitted, I haven't quite grasped the concepts. The prosecutor continued by using the internet, viewers can access forums offering news, pictures and TV footage. Uh, replied the judge. Oh, you mean like that one with the uh, men and arseless chaps in a conga line all going each other with... I'm free. <laughs> going each other with what? I made up that last bit. Dear, dear. That's great, isn't it? Going each other is not language for a judge. Dear, oh dear. We need to clean this show up. And yeah. I think we're going to do it with the assistance of Nickelback. Oh. They're here to help as we play Cavalry's Believe It or Not. How does this work, Mr. Cavalier? It's been so long since we did it. So that's Life Magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stories there in. Yep. We uh, I pick two of those. Yes. Another two things I have made up. Oh. You guys have to guess which one is the real and All which right. one is made up by moi. You go first, Rich. Okay. Richard Marsland. Mm-hmm. First story. I sold my fat on eBay. I'm going to say you made that up. I reckon you did make that up. Incorrect, my friends. Oh. Who's been selling fat? In uh, That's Life magazine, a lady didn't know what to do with the excess fat that she'd been getting rid of, mm. so she sold it on eBay. Right, for the kids to enjoy? Yeah, but I don't understand how, how she would send it. If you rolled it on a comic, would it lift off the pictures? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, that's... yeah. That's what kids... Kids were using that for tattoos. <laughs> Have you seen that rather cute commercial, the eBay commercial where people are in shopping trolleys and they're going down yes, that down ski run? Yes. I don't recall any of them crossing the finish line <laughs> with a big Fight Club-style bag of... <laughs> People's fat sucked from someone's A thigh. burlap sack. <laughs> what are you going to do with that lipo gear? It's going to hit, I don't know, silly your light. Oh, that's Something lovely. For the kitties. Lovely beanbag for the kitties. <laughs> burlap sack full of fat. I uh, want to believe it or not, please. You ready? Yep. Believe it or not, I married a biscuit. Believe it or not. Nonsensical. That's not, that's cavalry. Pure cavalry. It is cavalry. Uh, <laughs> I just thought, uh, I saw a picture of some biscuits and couldn't think of a story, so... You were I just, just thinking about marrying biscuits. You yeah. were considering marrying some biscuits. You know what they've done? Well. The people at That's Life, they've realised that they've had a, a recipe for fun donuts for the kids every yeah. week for the last hundred years. Yeah, yeah, so sure. they've got to do something new with them. What right. they've come up with, Rich and Tone, mm. is that now they put a Freddo in the middle. So Ooh. it's like the Freddo is wearing a giant hula hoop. Ooh, isn't that good? Something to work towards. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, of course, the Freddo 
has stuff inside it, so it's like a no, kind of confectionery turducken. It's a <laughs> confectionery turducken. That's going to catch on. Beautiful. Tony. Oh, uh, no, Rich. Yeah. Rich. Mm-hmm. Either way. Mm-hmm. My dog and parrot are friends. That's clearly that's life because yeah. they like a weird yeah. animal friends. Yeah, we love animals. Hey. We keep saying to our listeners, send in a photograph, you'll get yourself 50 bucks. There's a parrot cleaning the eyes of a puppy. <laughs> that's not going to last long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's got all the sleep in his eyes and the parrot's chewing oh, it out for him. I love it when the species team up. Hey? That's great. There's another one where a woman's put glasses and a scarf on a dog and given it like a, a book, like a Harry Potter book to try and say the dog's a wizard. Looks yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Like, dogs can't read Harry told Potter. told my wife not to send it in. Absolutely right. Tony, ready? Yes. I got it on with my cousin at a nightclub. <laughs> is that just an account of your life or is this the question for Cavalier's Believe It or Not? It's question. Um, well, I don't think they'd run that in That's Life, so I'm saying Cavalier. You now, this is actually a trick question because it's, it isn't in That's Life magazine, but I didn't make it up. Because if you look at the photographs of people getting married in the paper on Sunday, it's quite clear that all of you people have been getting it on with your cousin for years. <laughs> deciding to get married is going to make it legitimate. <laughs> this is a real bugbear for you, isn't it? What's going on? You're obsessed with that. Every week in the paper. That is your obsession. People My obsession <laughs> is that James Hewitt is clearly the father of Prince Harry. It is. What is Richard Marson's obsession at the moment? Well, waving Maslin's the flag. Beach, I, mean, yeah, I don't beach. mind a bit of waving the flag action. <laughs> that jumper he's been wearing every day for the past three weeks. What's wrong with the jumper? It's got that sort of uh, Sandman feel from the Spider-Man 3. Oh, right. Do you think so? I reckon you think you're the Sandman. Yeah. Hey, guess what? What? I got us a gift to give the the winner of our booty bank competition. Oh, yeah, yeah. You ready? Yes. So yesterday we said that we're going to go to the booty. We're going to get to... The first man who gets his ass into Zoo Magazine's booty bank. Absolutely right. Gets. Well, gets. No, what was the uh, what was the condition? Uh, How do we know it's him? Oh, they've got to do a tiny picture of Richard Marson's face on it. So if you got the magnifying glass out, <laughs> bang, there's the watermark. Absolutely right. In a G. And it's got to be a particularly <laughs> petite man's seat. Yeah. I'll tell you what the gift is. After this song, oh, sizzle, sizzle and a half. Forget this. Let it be the famously tricky ending. I just learned something. <laughs> so standing on the outside, cold chisel here. Get this. Nikki's got a baby, right? Yeah, Bun in the oven. She's got a baby growing inside her body. I think it's the cast of Sea Patrol doing a publicity stunt. Oh, oh pop no. out! Hey. Oh dear, oh dear. No, that's not fair. Exactly, Richard. A tiny uh, baby in grey overalls. So uh, Nikki said that her stomach gets itchy. No, her, her belly gets itchy. I'm I, sure I, that's I just, normal. I've just realised it. it's not in her stomach at all. Huh? Well, that was just I. I Never quite made. Oh yeah, no, she hasn't eaten something. No, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. yeah, you see what I mean. Yeah. So anyway, welcome to prenatal corner. <laughs> Three men who know nothing about children or where they come from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, it is. Get this around the nation. Brought to you. But are you looking for some action, listeners? Looking for some action? Get yes. yourself behind the wheel of the Nissan Navara. Oh look. Steven Seagal has burst into the studio for no reason. Have a fight with one. Accompanied by his own unique style of 80s background music. <laughs> Just in celebration of the huge pulling power, I'm assuming. <laughs> baffling. I love going. That was very baffling. Right. Very baffling. Uh, looking for big stories because, you know, there are certain stories we can't talk about. Even we draw the line. I have never had a story sent to me so many times by listeners. <laughs> Is this one from uh, from Queensland. I think you know the one I'm talking about, Queensland. We can't really talk about it. 
Tell us the title. The, well, no, I can't even say the title. What, what, keywords? Uh, masturbating oh. and stab victim, I think, is the one. <laughs> it's one of those stories. Yes, a man who Just was... say allegedly. Well, I don't think this part is alleged. He was <laughs> stabbed twice in the shoulder and uh, continued taking advantage of himself. It is... A disturbing, <laughs> if hilarious, story, but unfortunately, there are minors involved. No, we're not talking about Todd and Brandt. Hey, so there will be trouble if we just believe me. We do want to talk about it, mm. but I think there'll be trouble. So, how yeah. many times would you have to get stabbed in the shoulder, Rich, to make you stop? Okay, <laughs> we're not talking about it. All right, just, <laughs> we can't. Just a general question. Can't go anywhere near it. Call in. It's a Obviously, general question. We could run a test, but uh, probably best <laughs> avoided. I'll look for a much more tasteful story than now, that. How about the prize, Tone? We sizzled a prize. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's a gift. I've been told by the promotions department. Because I went into the promotions department this morning. Yes. Got our brand new competition. Mm. Get your mail ass uh, with a picture of Richard Marsden's face on it yeah. into the booty bank. We give you, I was like, a prize. And they're like, no, 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 you can't say prize. It has to be a gift. It has to be a gift. Why is that? Oh, because well, uh, prizes have T's and C's. Prizes have terms and conditions. And I said, well, what's the big deal? The condition is you've got to have Richard Marsden's face on your ass <laughs> and it's got to be in zoo. Like, there's all the conditions you need right there. And they said, what are the legal ramifications? I said, I'm not telling them to get a full tattoo of Richard's face on their ass permanently. You just draw it on with a texter. Get a mate to do it. That's all right. But anyway, apparently, Tone, they told me that they have meetings uh, to decide... Radio promotions, yeah. like weeks before they think of them. Right. Well, we don't do that. We have all the meetings happen on air live. That so was... here you go. So I'm telling you, we've got a DVD player to give away. Oh, are you serious? We've got a DVD player. I've checked. It is multi-region tone. Oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah, I it's... think that's illegal, but thank God. Oh, okay. Whoops. <laughs> it's not multi-region. Uh, it's a gift, not a prize. Thank you. There you go, promotions. And it's going to be given as a gift to whoever can get their ass in there. All right. Well, I didn't know about terms and conditions. Pretty good, hey? So much to learn. Yeah. Quickly, change the subject before this trouble. Where's something tasteful? Here we go. Sex aids in Utah. What? A mother of three has come up with a sex aid she claims can give women back-to-back -back orgasms in seconds. Wow. It's called the Marsland 5000. No. <laughs> Joanne Drysdale, a former toolmaker, insert joke here, was cleaning her carpets when she saw the vacuum cleaner could be adapted to a more pleasurable use. Now, this is the kind of revelation that usually leads to the emergency room yeah. and a hilarious excuse. So, wait a second. So vacuum cleaners can be turned into a more pleasurable, th like an Xbox? Is that? Or <laughs> a sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the resulting toy, called Vortex Vibrations, now sells for 110 bucks. How does it work? I don't know. I've got one here, so let's give it a burl. Uh, Rich, just whop this down your strides if you could. There you go. How's that? Anything happening? Feeling anything at this point? Oh, I'm not sure if... Uh... Oh, me plums! <laughs> oh, be careful. Be careful. Uh, at the time she discovered the, uh, the toy, um, the woman said she had not had sex for 15 years following her divorce or done the vacuuming, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's got us back on a safe ground. I love how there's a new clock in this studio, mm. a second clock. Is that a subtle message mm. to us, do you think? And Flavor Flav just standing in the corner, <laughs> clock around his neck. <laughs> Look at that flavour. Please try and run to time once. Yes. Have I, have I got one of those red dots on my yeah. forehead? Is somebody <laughs> aiming something at me? <laughs> All right, more in a moment on Get This. Get This. Very cocky. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power.
You are listening to Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Mm-hmm. Good morning, everyone. If you're just joining us and uh, podcasts. Oh. oh, what are we up to? Well, the Seth cast is up there. Seth Rogen from Knocked Up. I think that opens, is it tomorrow? July 5th, Tone. Oh, tomorrow. that's a really funny film. Good, good I'm guess. not lying. I'm not actually lying. I know, Tone. <laughs> uh, and Podcast 99, that's going up later today. Gee, are there any songs that have got the number 99 in, Rich? Uh, no. Not that I can think I of. Can't look think of balloons. There you go, Prince. We <laughs> well know done. what they are. We'll have them all bagged up for tomorrow. Mm. Nanish, nanish, Luftballons. Yeah, can we get that one out? Yeah. The German version, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Of, oh, course, of course the German. The German version and the English version. Oh, German right. version, come on. And was there two versions of the Commissar? There might have been. I'm sure there would have been. Falco was a German guy, wasn't he? And then that was ding, 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 ding. ding. Which oh, was, uh, who's uh, uh, Commissar. Yeah, but somebody pinched that. Was that... Uh, you sing it again? How's it go? Ding, 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 ding. Was that MC Hammer? Ding, ding. No, that Can't was this. Super Freak. Uh, okay. oh, super Freak. Rick, Rick James. James. <laughs> I hope somebody's still listening. It's <laughs> really hard to get, Tony. All you said was ding, 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 ding. Like, that could be anything. What's this one? Vienna by Ultravox. Yeah. It's going way back. <laughs> you wouldn't even remember Ultravox, would okay, you? Okay, hang on a second. What's this one? One, two, one, two, one, 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 one. Jive Bunny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Name That Tune on Triple M. Let's have some real music. Okay, I'll tell you what, Mr. Marson, will you favour us with a song? Sure. Because during the ad break, you rushed out and checked out the trailer. Trailer. Trailer, as it's spelt on YouTube for Meat Pie, a very disturbing new comedy starring Ed Cavalier. Yeah. In song, could you tell us uh, what you thought of the trailer, Rich? Sure thing, Tom. I was blown away. What could I say? Thanks, it all seemed to make sense. That's Daughtry. Hello. It's not over, it's not Hinder, it's not Nickelback, it's Daughtry here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. It's not up there yet, it's going up on the grid later today. I'm talking about Get This Podcast 99. What a party. Oh, it's going to be a big one. But in the meantime, let's climb Talkback Mountain. Do you not recognise that song, Ed? I know now that it's Vienna by Ultravox. Right, okay. You don't... I mean, you would have been not even born when that song came out, am I right? But I do watch a lot of video clips. Yeah, right. So I do know some of these. Because you were watching the Band-Aid story last night. I was watching the Band-Aid story. Newly acquired cable uh, TV. Oh, my goodness. Midge Ewer was uh, involved with Band-Aid, who was in Ultravox. He was. And uh, the status quo came to sing their bits, and it was before the days of (laughs) auto-tunes. And Midge just pushes the button and goes, you need to uh, try and sing in tune, fellas. (laughs) All right? (laughs) Status quo was so drunk that they're like, what are you talking about? Well, feed the world, feed the world. Is that all right? Then, then they just walked off. <laughs> oh, so oh. I'll be done then. They walked her off. Nobody tells uh, Rick Parfit what to do. <laughs> no auto tune. It, it made me realise mm. that even if you didn't like new romantics, etc., etc., like Kershaw, mm. they had to be able to actually sing. Oh, look. I'll bring in tomorrow. I've been listening to uh, the Rolling Stones' Let It Bleed album. Mm. Right, that's a great record. That is a great record. The title track. Yeah. That's a beauty, and you never hear it on the radio because no. it's uh, got a fair bit of fruity talk in it. But you can hear, like, 
I think it's about 40 seconds in when he first said, when Mick Jagger first says, you can lean on me. You can hear somebody just closing the studio door. <laughs> Clear as a bell. Wow. I'll bring it in tomorrow. That's a good album, Monkey Man. I love the start of the Let It Bleed as well because it's got that great record start effect. Yes. It's really strange. But uh, Mark Scorsese's thrashed that album to death at all of his movies, hasn't he? Yeah, give he's, me shelter. He's got to get a new record. What? Mean Streets was on last night. Mean Streets. I had a choice of either watching reruns of the Antiques Roadshow yeah. or Mean Streets. Oh, if they could combine the two, that'd <laughs> be amazing. Just De Niro stopping halfway through a scene to appraise a pool cue that he's smacking someone with. You're telling me, Mr De Niro, with my 25 years of experience. <laughs> We're not here to talk about any of that rubbish. No, no, house no. rules. Why are we talking house rules? Because we got some. Oh, I got you. A, uh, my new house, the Dude Ranch. Yeah. Uh, it's a palace. Yeah. We have uh, three chairs and a beanbag for a guest. Wow. Uh, we have Foxtel. Mm. We have all sorts of wonderful things. We're getting a table tennis table. We're getting a second television in the living room just for Xbox because we don't want the uh, Foxtel people and the Xbox people to argue. Sure. Yep. So this is all good stuff. Now, but we have a few rules. Oh. If you're going to fart, you need to give it an introduction. <laughs> uh, you need to pick something up and ask, is this thing working? You know? <laughs> oh, right. Is there something wrong with this door? Right. <laughs> Somebody send out a whole list of those for us. I'll get that uh, Great. up for tomorrow. Great idea for a phone topic. That Prelude to a fart. Yeah, All right, so then, then we have another uh, house rule that says that uh, girlfriend suggestions, not welcome. Yeah, okay. One of my friends, one of my flatmate's girlfriends tried to grab a cushion out of yeah, a bag and cushion. place it on the couch. No, no, no. No room, dice. No room for cushions. No in dice. The dude ranch. Uh, any other rules or is that it? Well, that's pretty much it. Mm. Uh, we pretty we can live by those. Okay, so we want people to call in with their house rules, house rules they've been subjected to, possibly mm. bizarre ones. I'm thinking I once lived in a house where uh, a bloke would crack it if anyone got his Mad Magazine paperbacks out of order. Absolutely <laughs> right. Had them on a special shelf. Yeah. Yep. He's going, hang on, someone's moved Spy versus Spy Volume 4 to after Dave Berg looks at the lighter side of <laughs> dot, dot, dot. That is insanity. That's not right. Get out. <laughs> I lived in a house where you weren't allowed to make any jokes about Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> I lived in a house where, after an incident, it became illegal to construct an enormous boulder out of silver paper inside your wardrobe so that it couldn't be removed. There's actually a graphic account of that. There My book, book, Lolly Scramble. Very funny. Some of the people in that story have started to contact me. Ouch. Ah, I think they're quite happy. Oh, good. There we go. Luckily, I luckily changed their names. Mm. Okay. Marsland? Uh, I grew up with a guy who, one of my best friends, his family lived in a shed because um, they lived on a market garden <laughs> and um, and they lived in the shed. And the thing is, while they were, while they were living in the shed, uh, over the course of about four or five years, um, they built a house. Right, and, um, right. So they're going to move into the house and they crammed a house full of their nice things and then you couldn't actually ever enter the house. They continued to live in the shed to keep the house in a nice state. Oh, in showroom condition. <laughs> yes. It's, it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. You could never actually go in the house. a museum. Yeah. But why are we sleeping on bags of fertiliser when there's... I can see beds. <laughs> Shut up, you. Those beds aren't for sleeping. They got so used to living in the shed, you could never open the front door. A shovel makes a terrible pillow. <laughs> Shut up. Just shut up. Shut up and eat your fertiliser. All right. What sort of house rules have you been subjected to at your place? Or have you inflicted? Sure, either or. We'll either accept or. anything. You know the program. Let's get this one triple three five three. That's Avril Lavigne. Of course it is. Here at Get This on Triple M, where we're saying, what kind of house rules are you being subjected to? Who's got some examples, Ed? John, are you there? G'day, guys. G'day, mate. Uh, talk uh, us through the rules. The rule of our house is that if you buy a new DVD or you take one out to use it, it's got to be put back in alphabetical order. Absolutely right. Alphabetical yeah. order by title? 
yes, and numerically at the very start. Ah, uh, very. I was just about to ask. Yeah, twenty-four hour party people. Where mm. does that go? Right at the start. Yeah, twenty-four. Do, do you get a lot of uh, you know nerd jokes at your expense as a result of this? Uh, well, that's the first time that it's really been made public. My wife knows the rule, but mm. not too many of our visitors do. Okay, here's what I do. If you want to keep it organised, but you don't want to look like a nerd, alphabetical order by director. Whoa. <laughs> there you go. Chronological within the section. Whoa. And when you look at it, it just looks like a random bunch of DVDs. Film buffs will spot it to the normal person. He's not mad. No, hang on a second. He's just been put back in a random order. But all can the I, meat... Can I just ask you a quick question? Yeah. I uh, disturbingly looked at that meat pie shirt uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yes, John. The, the term donkey drop, what does that mean? <laughs> John, <laughs> yeah. this is the trailer for to, Ed's film. It's on YouTube. To get it, uh, it's not Ed's film. Uh, to get it, to, to understand it properly, you'd have to see the full length right. film, John, because it's uh, in context. Out of context, it makes no sense. You know what I mean? Correct. In yeah. context. In <laughs> context, it makes less. <laughs> the reviews are continuing to come in. Thank you for the call, John. Thank you, John. Hi, Dick. How are you? Good, mate. Good. What, uh, what's the rule at your place? Well, well I moved to England the oh, first yes. time many years ago because I lived with these Poms, and mm. they only had three house rules, which I thought was pretty uh, good, but they took concentrate. First one was, we don't drink lager. Okay. Said, unless... Unless we're in a curry house, because that's all they sell. Okay, fair enough. It's <laughs> a traditional one. The second one is we don't get caught in a Watney's beer house. Oh, you know, what is a Watney's? A uh, Watney's is just a brand of beer. Yes. Pretty flat test, really. But anyway, <laughs> and this, the third one was if we are caught in a Watney's house, we should be drinking Guinness. Wow. <laughs> well, it's quite complicated. Is it easy to remember those rules when you've uh, had a lot of Watney's or Guinness? <laughs> oh, you don't drink Watney's at all. It's, it's, you, you'd know. Yeah, Watney's. We only know Watney's from the Monty Python sketch. Watney's, Watney's Red Barrel. Red Barrel. That's exactly. right. Now, Dick, you know what I like? They're men of principle, and I like that. You know, mm. This is good stuff. And uh, what was the punishment for breaking one of the house rules? Well, the thing is, I had to drink I had to drink um, warm, flat beer, and it took me a week. And, you know, I'd get, I'd get three quarters of the way through, and I'd almost throw up, and they'd say, oh, that's okay, we'll take one away, get a fresh one. And this, <laughs> went on for a w- this went on for a week, and I eventually got the hang of it, and then I... Went to, went to France for a week and drank lager and then came back and it took me another week to get used to it. Now, I lived there after a while for 17 years, so I did get very used to warm, flat beer, but uh, I still prefer Australian booze. Now, uh, Dick, <laughs> these are the perils of overseas travel. This is why we don't go anywhere. You know what I mean? Well, this is exactly, ex- what, exactly what you're saying. Well, I think people are going to be warned. They're absolutely right. Thank you very much, public service. That's Connoisseur Corner for the one week. <laughs> Thank you, you Dick. Well, Lovely to talk to you. bloke next week and move on to wines. Siobhan, are you there? Yeah, hi. Uh, talk us through the rules. Hey, well, I moved over to Ireland for a little while and we met this guy who said we could uh, live with him for free. And uh, the rule was we uh, were not allowed to put any rubbish in the bin. We had to burn everything. (laughs) Oh, nasty. Because it cost him 12 euros to put the bin out. So for the first month we were there, the four of us used one bag of rubbish. And you would burn it? Yeah, we'd burn everything. And uh, we weren't also allowed to buy shampoo or anything. You used to steal it from work, but it was fabric softener. So I had awful dandruff for the <laughs> three months we were there. Awful dandruff. Fabric softener. My hair has never been bouncier. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, it was busy stuff. Uh, <laughs> 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 and hang on, so what is it, 12 euros to put the bins out? It's a yeah, lot of every mo- time you put the bins out. Wow. It's a lot of money. Where would you burn it? Would you have like a ritual or would you just sort of... <laughs> If you just had a Snickers, would you just torch the wrapper then and there? Or? Yeah, well, it was also so cheap that he wouldn't put any oil in the uh, uh, heaters. So the house was freezing, so it kind of worked, you know. So you all just huddle around the bin fire 
like homeless yeah. folks. I'm freezing. Can somebody put some rubbish out, please, quickly? <laughs> Siobhan, when you say that you live with a bloke in Ireland, was this under a bridge? Uh, <laughs> It could have been. <laughs> uh, That's him in the background, I reckon. Lovely, uh, lovely to talk to you, Siobhan. I love that in every room, instead of a waste paper basket, a tiny brazier. <laughs> just constantly aflame. Hi, Nick. How are you? Oh, hey. How are you going? I'm good. Uh, well, the rule that happened to a friend of mine, well, his weird implementation anyway, it's like he lived on university college campuses and all visitors to his room would have to, uh, to sit on his bed. They would have to like either not sit on his bed or uh, remove their pants before they sit on his bed. Remove their pants. Yeah. And what was his logic there? Uh, well, basically, like, you know, how the public is a dirty, germy place yeah. where different seats have different oh. diseases and they would rather just, you know, pantsless people on his bed. Yeah, that's much more hygienic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, rule number two I hear, I'm not too sure about this, involves webcams, so I'm not really there sure. There it is. Or maybe they're interconnected. Like. And rule number three is not fit for this time slot. Yeah. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, it's that's a good... I'll come back to my room. You're going to have to... Sorry. Nothing rude about it. Uh, it's not, I mean, I don't make the rules. I mean, I do make the rules. Yeah. But, uh, it's hygienic. It's nothing absolutely. sexual at all. <laughs> Get your pants off. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> How about some of these rules at your place? Do you reckon you're going to take any of these home? Ed? I shudder to see what... I, I'd hate to think what my flatmates would look like sans pants. <laughs> mm. They're hairy gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, Thinking of uh, Siobhan talking about uh, taking the shampoo from work. What's the policy at your house on, uh, on toilet rolls, mm. uh, Ed? Should we have a song? <laughs> we don't have a song. I, stealing things for work, I can't condone that. Have a song? Sure. I can't open the door of my house for Dean Guy CDs. <laughs> but uh, thanks to everyone who called up with some house rules. We're a bit shocked in here. We're running to time. Well, just, just go with it. Come they're on. Gonna be, they're going to be caught with their pants down, that bloke's house style, in the newsroom. You wait. They're going to have nothing. It's just going to be paper shuffling. Oh, dear. Someone makes some news up. But in the next hour of this show, wow, what a treat. Last time he came in, there, there was trouble, but hopefully that's the behind best. us. It's He's Bob Franklin. Get this. Wearing a bad wig. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. It's the second hour of Get This. Be ignored by the step and the board because I'm gonna. Some phony applause, if you would, Mr. Marsland, for Bob Franklin. Haven't seen him for almost a year. How are you, Bob? Very well, thank you. Hello, Anthony. Richard, Edward, Nicola. Is Robert? That's <laughs> some kind of Three Musketeers style facial hair you were cultivating there, Bob. What's yes. going on? Yeah, I no idea. It just, uh, just happened one day. <laughs> Looking very d'Artagnan. It's working for you. Thank you very much. Mm. You Thank may... you, Anthony. It's going to challenge us to a <laughs> deal. It'd be a whole different show, wouldn't it, get this with Anthony and Edward? It would. Classy. <laughs> I'll venture a far better one. <laughs> <laughs> but Richard is already at full formality. What yeah. We'd have to call him what? Well, um, there's, there's a whole website that has nicknames for Richard Marsland. Mm. Was it up to 2,500 at one point? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was like getting away from my name and then just being insulting. <laughs> like, not even making fun of my name. Yeah, it was like, the first there was like Marslando Calrissian. Kind of makes sense. By yeah. the end, it was just the twat. <laughs> Dick bar. <laughs> I mean, what does that say about me? That's my favourite. And you would have to be Robert Franklin. Yes, I, I would. Yes. Do you have a, a middle name? Bob? Andrew. Andrew. That's a bit conventional, isn't it? What's your uh, middle name? Uh, Robert, actually. Robert? Yeah. yeah, it could have been Bob Cavalier. We should get together. Yeah. Form some sort of club. <laughs> That'd be lovely. <laughs> and I'm, of course, Marmaduke. No, <laughs> Francis. 
Homer Francis. <laughs> I like to say that it's named after Francis Albert Sinatra, but I don't think it is. No, I don't know. Did, talking did, you, uh, did you ever go with Frankie? Frankie Martin? I can't pull off a Frankie. I'm not a, you know, I'm not... You need a certain amount of self-confidence to pull off a Frankie. More jewellery You'd have well. to start cracking safes or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> you were Frankie Martin. I'd have to become a geezer. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to startle you this hour. I know we say we do it every time. Uh, have we ever successfully startled you? Glenn Robbins called up once and had a crack at it, didn't he, Bob? I don't think so. I think it's been uh, semi-startling. All right, well, we hope to leave him at least bewildered by the end of this hour of Get This! That's Boom Crash Opera, Dancing in the Storm. It's the second hour of Get This on Triple M. Thank you, Frank Butcher. He's a geezer. And here's Bob Franklin. Oh, we love a bit of gratuitous Cockney talk about this time of the program, Bob. Any terminology you want? Uh, you think we should introduce on the show? Strawberry's a good one. What's that? Your heart. Oh. Yeah, it's got a dodgy strawberry. Is that right? Is that rhyming or is that just a visual? Uh, strawberry tart, I believe. Oh, yeah, strawberry yeah, tart. Well, it's, yeah, it's nice visual as well, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> lovely, <laughs> strawberry. And it makes <laughs> open heart surgery sound lovely. It's it cutting up a little strawberry. You'd be queuing up for it, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> East End strawberry. Often people will just say apples and pears for no reason. What does that mean? Upstairs. Stairs. Yeah. Uh, all right. Had a heart attack on the stairs. Had a strawberry attack on the apples and pears. It's <laughs> <laughs> been like this for hours. Frankie Martin's gone down with a, with a dodgy strawberry. <laughs> Frankie. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to since we last saw you, Bob? Some kind of series you're in called The Librarians. And I, there's a lot of buzz. There's a lot of industry talk and heat. Uh, yes, Librarians um, for the ABC coming out in October. Mm. Uh, created by Ros Hammond and Robin Butler, written by Wayne Hope and Robin Butler, uh, Wayne directed. That's going to be great. And I hear Josh Lawson is in it. Josh is in it, yes. We uh, love his work because he's Chefo on Sea Patrol. Yes. Have you seen the pictures of Sea Patrol? How would you describe it, Ed? What? Sea Patrol. Yesterday you described oh, the it as... the most glamorous uh, Australian drama in grey uniforms ever. <laughs> overalls. Grey overalls. Yeah. You think everyone's going to be wearing grey overalls about the street? Oh, it's going to catch on. Yeah. Mm. But what about the Were post- you approached, Bob? Did they they on you for something like that, wouldn't they? Oh, yes, yes. Um, yeah, one-word review, isn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What kind of stuff do you get offered? Because, I, you know, I often see you showing up, like, on a Stingers as a sort of uh, dodgy nightclub owner. Yeah, that's about it, really. That's about <laughs> it. What was that one... Uh, where you were the travel agent in the outrageous, uh, colourful Daryl Summers-style jumper? Yeah. Tripping yeah. over. Tripping over. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not leading to more more work? Uh, no, it didn't uh, didn't lead anywhere. Oh, was it a colourful kind of Don Burke feel kind of jumper, was it? I didn't see the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, where's this going? Because, no, where <laughs> I'm, what I'm, what We're I'm trying to help at, your career at, here, Bob. Bob is, yeah, if they're, they're, they're going to make a Don Burke telly movie one day. It's more putting down your name damage forward. control at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see you in more stuff. And, uh, you know, the librarians, I'm hoping that's going to be a goer. Uh, what about that thing, Stupid, Stupid Man, that you were in? Oh, Stupid, Stupid Man goes again in um, at the end of this month, actually. Uh, well, we start filming a second series end of this month. Now, you know, let's get the question out of the way. Is Matthew Newton in the second series? I believe Matthew is, yes. All right. Okay. okay. Wayne Hope, everyone back on board. Mm. Now, uh, you've got this huge cachet. When you look back at the Bob Franklin collection, this rogues gallery of characters... Which do you think is your signature role? Oh, I know what you go for. What's that? 
You'd probably go Hardware Bob, wouldn't you? Hardware Bob in the <laughs> Eric Vanner show. That was explain who Hardware Bob was. One of my favourites. Hardware Bob was a, a rather sad Welsh character who um, was famous for pointing at things. That's right, and he lived in a caravan under a bridge. <laughs> I can't believe that show was cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> but he was... Uh, I, I think I, everything I've worked on has been cancelled. Are you uh, like the scarlet letter of the, uh, the TV industry? I believe I am. Well, can, you, can you get yourself a job on the wedge, please? Bob, <laughs> <Talk us> out. <laughs> Football is something else that fascinates you, Bob. Uh, I know nothing about it. Is there a World Cup this year? I'm guessing not. Uh, there's an Asian Cup. Oh, mm. how does that go? Yes. Uh, well, that's Asian teams. All oh, right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much as advertised. Uh, and we're in it this time for the first time ever. Australia's in there with a red-hot chance of winning. Our first game is against Oman uh, yeah. on Sunday night. And, Bob, have you had a chance to run your, your eyes over the Oman lineup? Uh, no, I haven't. No, um, they've kept that from me thus far. <laughs> Very tight-lipped in the Oman camp. I tell you what, they don't, uh, you know, there's all sorts of changes that could have been made <laughs> that I could have instigated. Yeah, are you still out playing yourself, Bob, or, I yes. mean, really? How, where does your team sit on the ladder? We've actually just clawed our way back to the top. To the hey. top? And who did you have to step over to get there? <laughs> um... We, uh, we've just taken over our fierce rivals, Albert Park. Oh. Yes. Yeah. But a uh, long way to go yet. Half the season still to go. Hey. So, uh, yes, obviously if anyone wants to know any more about this... Uh, go to the website. Go to the website. <laughs> Bobsfootball.org. How would you describe your footballing style, Bob Franklin? I don't think style is, uh, is a word that... No. That should be used. <laughs> I've never seen any footage. Are you a tough-as-nails midfielder? <laughs> um, no. Good. No. No. I'm, um, I'm rarely on the field, to be honest. <laughs> have you... Have you? I mean, I know it's not professional football, Bob, but have you memorised the phrase? You know the phrase I'm talking about, the one every footballer needs. I deeply regret the embarrassment I've brought to myself, my family and the football club. Um, <laughs> never far from my lips. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, we're on the we're on the way towards startling him. He doesn't look very startled so far. Not so far. No, no, no. Not easily impressed by Franklin. No, but like the it. hour is young and we're gonna get the listeners on board. Coming up sooner, get this. If you want to be a hero, well just follow me. Thank you, John Lennon, at the end of Green Day and uh, working class hero around the nation on Triple M. Let's get this. Bob Franklin uh, is with us. Effervescent, as always. Uh, Bob, we love a bit of old style <laughs> British comedy on this show. Do you remember this tune? Do you recognise that one? That's uh, Man About the House. Of course it is. Richard O'Sullivan, a couple of dolly birds. <laughs> That's right. One of them walking away from the camera, Sally Tomset, with her name supered over her own ass. Yes. She was in the very first booty bank, I believe. The booty bank at Sue Magazine. Let's not get onto mm. that. Uh, what kind of, uh, you know, comedy influenced you when you... I'll tell you what I loved on that show. Larry the Lodger. Who was that? Remember Larry lived upstairs? Hang on, there was George and Mildred upstairs. No, they were downstairs. Oh, Larry they? was upstairs. <laughs> well, who played yeah. him? Um, oh, I saw he, he popped up recently in something. But it's, um, oh, I can't remember his name. And what was his go? Is he kind of like a nudge from Hey Dad kind of feel? <laughs> well, he was always, he was always uh, you know, telling Robin that, uh, you know, 
you had to get out of the building because you had a couple of birds coming around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a show which we used to get in New Zealand. I don't think it was screened in Australia. You're the only person I've ever met who's heard of it. Oh, no, it's Selwyn Froggett. Excellent show. How would you describe Bill that? Maynard. Bill Maynard from Darling Buds of May oh. and just constantly showing up at his local pub with a scheme or uh-huh. a scam uh, yeah. or something dodgy that had fallen off a truck, <laughs> prompting the phrase from the other bar patrons, Oh, no, it's Selwyn Froggett. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you needed back then. You just needed a... A line like that, and you were away. They commissioned it on the basis of that. <laughs> wow! So Just the line. when you were at school, what part of the world did you go to school in, Bob? Like uh, I, I went to a school in uh, in London and in Wales, in South Wales. Right. And, yeah. and so, what were the shows that were on? You know, the ones that you really look forward to getting home and seeing. And were there any that you weren't allowed to watch? Like, for example, Benny Hill. That was banned at our place. Oh no, Benny Hill was uh, was on constantly. Yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> Um, Citizen Smith, I, I Citizen used to Smith with Robert Lindsay. That's yeah, an obscure. What was that about? He was uh, he was a communist uh, oh. in Tooting. He ran the uh, he was the head of the Tooting Popular Front, of which there were only four members. There you go. He was uh, recently in extras. He was the actor who went to the hospital to, with a sick kid he was to, ah, to yes, try yes, yes, and know, yes. suck up to him. That's right. Ahead of Ricky Gervais. And were there any that uh, influenced you where you just saw that and you went bang? Comedy, that's for me. Well, I started out, I think, um, it was horror. Uh, it was horror that uh, got me interested horror, in... Horror? The uh, Hammer Horrors? The Hammer Horrors and um, the books of, of people like James Herbert. Yeah. And, um, and you've written a bit of horror. I found a, a short story written by you on the internet on some site based in West Australia. That's right, yeah. Gave me the creeps. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Are you? Uh, do you <laughs> contribute? It'd be a shame if it didn't. Did you tell me you had a like horror short stories published in Canada? Is that true? Oh, in a in a Canadian magazine. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I think I've got something coming out in a, in an anthology that's supposed to be coming out next year. What about a series where you sit in an armchair, Roald Dahl style, Elvira style, or uh, <laughs> yes, I'm with you so far, Deadly Earnest style, mm-hmm. just presenting horrifying scenarios? Mm. You, I don't know whether you would have been in Australia uh, at the time. A show called The Evil Touch went out. Did you ever see that? No, but I have heard of that. Yeah, Anthony Quayle, about, yeah. the actor Anthony Quayle, standing in a whole lot of smoke Ooh. and saying, "There's a touch of evil in all of us," and then disappearing into the smoke. And then what? And then... It turns out his house is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just ambling to the door in an orderly manner. And then they would go to a terrifying story involving an Australian actor. The one I remember is Jack Thompson being walled up behind a fireplace by his uh, vengeful mother-in-law. That kind of thing. Oh, dear. I mean, I know Brian Brown's having a crack at it with Twisted Tales. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all uh, we all chipped in scripts for that, didn't we? And, That's uh, true. None of them got anywhere. And, you uh, see, what every comedian I know sent in a script to uh, Twisted Tales 2, and I have to say I'm very proud of myself. I got into the final 2,000. Not bad. All Take right. that, final 3,000 losers. <laughs> Actually, you described yours to me, uh, bizarrely, at Paul Hester's funeral, and it was pretty creepy. Yeah, you needed cheering up. <laughs> I think maybe you and me, I tell you who wrote a really good one, was Michael Ward mm. uh, comes on this show. What about if the three of us got our scripts, shot them real low budget, and put them out as a new kind of uh, trilogy of terror? I'm in for it. Do you remember Trilogy of Terror? Yes. With Karen Black? Yes. That went out in the UK? Yes. What do you remember about it? Not much. The last one, the one with the little voodoo doll. Yeah. Oh, hang on. And he's wearing a necklace, 
And don't let the necklace fall off. Why? There'll be trouble. Necklace falls off, comes alive, chases Karen Black around her apartment, locks him in a suitcase. That doesn't work. Got a nail file. Saw, saw, saw. Here he's coming at you now. He's got a, a settling torch. A necklace. A necklace. Wait a second. Like I'm, con- like I'm confused. In I know everyone's confused in here. But what can a necklace do except for accessorise? <laughs> I mean, really? There are people driving who I'm sure are going, yes, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> he's not mental. Hang on. Was the necklace a little person? No, it was just a little amulet. An mm. amulet was having a go at me. I reckon, I'm going to fancy my chances. Freddy Krueger, knives on the hands. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about that. I'm confusing Trilogy of Terror with Asylum. Oh, Asylum. That was a hammer, was it? No, I don't think so. Well, that that was four stories in, in one. Donald Pleasance, perhaps? Pleasance was probably in there. What uh, was he, it about? Uh, Donald generally turn up, even if he wasn't in the cars. <laughs> yeah. he turn up just to say this line, I'll get to die! Oh, is he one of those guys? He's, Donald Pleasance is the classic guy who takes a whole lifeboat for himself. Ah, yeah. I'll get to die! <laughs> <laughs> wow, horror. So, and, and I have to say, Bob, uh, you of everyone I know in comedy, you are the person with the most great scripts under the bed that you can't get made. Can't get any of them. Can't get any of them made. <laughs> what was that one you wrote for kids? You wrote a kids movie. I thought that was fantastic. Wouldn't have thought it. Oh, yeah, that's um, that's over in the UK at the moment, but that's, uh, that's all going nowhere. Is it really? In development? <laughs> you just sent it over there? <laughs> just sent it over Do there. You? No one didn't send it to anyone in particular. <laughs> just, <laughs> just posted it at random. Dear UK, UK. Just put the UK on the envelope. Yeah, exactly. Dear UK, Nothing's make happened this. with it, Bob. Bob has written a, a movie script, which I, he won't want to describe on here, but he, he said to me once, he gave it to me, and he said, this is my new script idea. Please don't tell anyone, because someone will steal it. It is the most bizarre... No one in a million years <laughs> would steal this idea. You don't want to say what it is, do you, Bob? You probably shouldn't. No, it's still it's still uh, dangerous. One day we will reveal it. Yeah. It is. If I was to say to you, uh, I've written a script where every single word in the script begins with the letter F. Okay. And that's all it is. Yep. And everyone's, uh, you know, jumping around on pogo sticks for the entire movie. Don't tell anyone because they'll steal it. It's like that. One day that'll get made. And well, we'll there, be- there goes the second script. <laughs> <laughs> we'll finally be able to talk about it. All right, I'm not startled. Bob's not startled. I don't even think Richard Marsland is startled no, either, no. from his daily torpor. Let's have a crack at it next. I'll get this. Get this. The foot slogging to convert the four boys into stars of the stage has already begun. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. It's Get This on Triple M around the nation. Bob Franklin is with us, star of the upcoming... When I say upcoming, when's the librarians on the ABC, Bob? Uh, October. October. We're going to get some forward sizzle. But if they want to see some of your earlier work, I mean, you're in many an Australian film. Yes. The Extra, Boy Town. Yes. The Crack. Are you in The Crack? And some good ones as well. <laughs> <laughs> and what about startling? Beautiful. Is it time? I think it is. What are we going to do? Let's startle Bob Franklin. Let's startle Bob Franklin. Let's startle Bob Franklin. That's him over there. That's right. What have you got? Anything, Ed? Thank you. So full. Is there a fact you could throw at Bob that would startle him? All right, Mr. Franklin. Prepare to be startled. <clears throat> the record for eating live cockroaches is held by Ken Edwards of Derbyshire in England. In 2001, he ate 36 Madagascar roaches in one minute. Yes, Kenny. 
Yeah. Oh, you're aware we of Kenny's work. Kenny's yeah. work. Yes, we know about Kenny back there. Mm. Is that a yeah, comment? A very popular party guest. <laughs> <laughs> is it a comment on the uh, quality of cuisine in Derbyshire? Or is, <laughs> is it Where's you getting cockroaches in Derbyshire? Yeah, really? Madagascan ones at that. Madagascan cockroaches in Derbyshire. He's yeah, importing them, uh, especially. Maybe that was the angle you needed to go there. Ah, uh, yes. I saw a raised eyebrow, nothing uh, like being startled. I mentioned this fact recently. I heard this on QI, a very fine program uh, you can see on YouTube because the ABC refused to screen it, uh, full of interesting facts. Like, in the Bible, no description anywhere of Jesus Christ. Mm. Did you know that, did you, Bob? Um, well, I mean... You know, you if you were asked to draw a picture of him, you'd probably go the long hair and beard, the old, uh, you know, Doug Henning look. Whereas, in fact, I don't know, maybe he looked like Laurie Oakes. Maybe he was a big fat bloke. Yes. Who would have thought the Bible would... Uh, it's very uncomfortable. Dodgy. <laughs> dodgy. <laughs> calling the Bible dodgy. So there's no passage where it starts with renowned uh, physicist. <laughs> no, it's not like the Da Vinci Code. Right, okay. Okay, no description. Could have been. Imagine trying to crucify a bloke that looks like Laurie Oakes. <laughs> That's a 10-man job. <laughs> but that's what he might have looked like. Yeah. We don't know. You know, shrouded to your in. Happens to be bearded. Doesn't necessarily mean it's him. No, Just because that's what he looks like in movies. Could be anyone. No, yeah. just, yeah, a lot of people say he doesn't look like, you know, Willem Dafoe and all the actors that played him. Paul but Mercurio. instead might have, you know, sort of uh, short black hair and mm. uh, be oh. more of an olive-skinned individual. Mm. Because Could it looked like yeah. Philip Ruddick. Who knows? Okay. Charlton Heston would be my guess. Really? <laughs> Charlton Heston. Unstartled. Could it contribute something, Sorry. Mr. Marsden? The classic radio one that a lot of people uh, talk about is you can't uh, lick your elbow. Because it's a great passive appeal, that one. Because if you try it, you actually can't get there without some sort of short bus style manoeuvring. Mm. I licked your elbow earlier. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. So that fact, <laughs> no problem at all. Oh, hopeless listeners, Useless. call us up with a fact, something that can startle Bob Franklin. Do we have a phone number? Let's startle Bob Franklin. Let's startle Bob Franklin. All right, startle Bob Franklin. One triple three five three. Call now. The B52s roam if you want to. It's get this on Triple M. Here's what we're doing. Let's start about Franklin. Let's start about Franklin. We're attempting to startle Bob Franklin just as well. He's here today. Now, we've done nothing to help. Normally, we like to try and get him a little bit startled, let the listeners finish him off. But we've uh, no running start today, listeners. So, Sean, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you, boys? Mate, we're excellent. Hello, Sean. Hello, Bob. How are you? Good, mate. What you got? Elephants can't jump. Elephants can't jump. How do you know that for a fact? Um, just a dodgy email we got from a friend. What's, uh, what led you to believe that they could jump, Sean? <laughs> Actually, I... Surely no you look idea. at an elephant and you think he's not, uh, he's not bounding around that much? <laughs> no, exactly. He's not one of those things that you'd see him jump, jumping for joy or anything like that. <laughs> I'd keen to see footage if it exists, but I don't think it does. Well, fair enough, Sean. Thanks, uh, Sean. I think in Operation Jumbo Drop, uh, one of the elephants has a little hop and a skip, mm. but maybe not a full jump. Yeah, I think that happens in Operation Dumbo Drop as well. <laughs> uh, Bob is intrigued. Did I get the name wrong? Yeah. That's Jumbo Drop. That's How embarrassing. Dumbo Drop. It's Dumbo, Dumbo Drop. Yeah. Ray Liotta. 
Hi, Matt. How are you? <laughs> Good boys. Afternoon. Hello, Matt. Uh, uh, he's he's only been intrigued at this point. What can you offer, Matt? Well, well, babies aren't born with kneecaps. <gasps> oh, a flicker. Yeah, mm. and I got one other one. Yep. It's impossible to keep your eyes open when you sneeze. Oh, have you tried that, Bob? Well, we did an experiment a little while back, and someone's head came clean off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the kneecap. So, what, what's there, uh, Nikki? Obviously, you've had uh, a baby. Another one on the way. Uh, how did you go with the kneecaps? Any luck? Oh, he's got them now. <laughs> but Do you remember them arriving? No. Ah. But I'm going to look this time. <laughs> it's a wonder they don't keep pitching forward at the uh, at the leg there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that thanks, Matt. Uh, I guess he's mildly that was interesting. Yeah, he's interested and possibly a, a tad bewildered. All right, all right. Boot at home if you could. Trent, how are you? Good mate. Love your work. Love your work. Good on you, Trent. Welcome aboard, Trent. Do you think you can startle him? I think I can. Yep. I've got a friend who can put his entire foot into his mouth, but has room to put it in with a shoe as well. He can fit his own foot into his mouth. Yes, yeah, there, but he there does is... it like, takes his sock off and then shoves it in. He doesn't really clean it. And, um, yeah, he, he has ample room. Ample room. There is no friend, is there, Trend? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is you, isn't it? <laughs> Well, I'm actually, I'm trying to do it at the moment. But I'm to I believe you've successfully done it. <laughs> I think the foot's in there as we speak. <laughs> More room than a pelican's beak. Uh, did you hear that? Oh, sorry, a pelican's bill. Sorry, ornithologists listening. Uh, you can fit a, a kitty, a spaniel, or a chihuahua into a, a pelican's bill. And all of those things have happened to listeners of this program. Yes. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. You got any more in the tank? Okay. It's okay. a popular form of travel in the Chihuahua world. <laughs> it's very economical. <laughs> I'll get a pelican down the shops. <laughs> a Chihuahua might say, "Thanks, Trent. That was." Uh, yeah. I'd love to see some photographic evidence of oh, the. Uh, so would I. Let's let foot. Ross have a dip. Are you there, Ross? I am indeed. How are you, boys? Oh, we're oh, good, but we're not startled enough. What have you got? Well, I've got this here. Boo. Oh, no, it was worth a shot. Oh, it was worth it. She was very good. <laughs> I like the little, like he was going somewhere else and then he slipped in. Bang! It's a that's geezer. Nice. All right, have another crack. Oh, that's it, mate. Oh, that was it? <laughs> yeah, no. well, that, that was quite startling, the fact that there was, there was nothing else. <laughs> the problem here is we can't play the end song till you're successfully startled. <laughs> there must be some way to startle. But Oh, hey, guess what we play next? Blue Oyster Cult. No! He's startled, bang! <laughs> We've startled Bob Franklin. Yes, startled Bob Franklin. You've startled Bob Franklin. Thanks to everyone who called. Oh, I wish it was true. Bob, we're not playing Blue If we were to play Blue Oyster Cult, which song would you plump for? Oh, I'd probably go Astronomy. Astronomy? What about yes. Don't Fear the Reaper? Oh, well, I mean, the Reaper gets a, a wee bit of airplane. <laughs> because of that cowbell. <laughs> More in a moment on Get This. Is it? You're listening to ABC FM. No, you're not. It's Triple M. Get This Around the Nation. Bob Franklin is sitting in for this hour. We've, uh, well, we nearly startled him in the last break. Surely, Bob, you were startled by uh, John Laws announcing his uh, retirement. Did you see that? Um, yeah, I mean, slightly startled there. I mean, you thought John had gone forever. Yeah, do you think, uh, you know, that could be a vacancy for you? Could you see yourself as an angry uh, AM radio host? Do you think you'd fit into those shoes? Yes. 
Mm. Say this phrase. I don't want to speak any more about that. Repeat after me. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. See? Brilliant. You could do it. Yeah. You could do it. Uh, people are saying, why did uh, John Laws give it away? What was the real reason? Uh, this was a statement uh, he issued on his uh, website recently. Check this out. You know, a lot of people have been asking me, why are you giving it away? This stage of the game. After all this this time and all of the other scum, let's face it, that's what they are. You've seen them off. You've sent them packing. Why blink now? Well, I guess it's because I've seen the writing on the wall. Oh, yeah. And that writing simply says, Marsland. Oh, yeah. He's a cocky young man with a head full of ideas. But it's working for him. I've seen him on Rove, dancing about with pixelated genitalia. And good luck to him. I'm far too old for that sort of thing. I'll leave the ghoulie work to Marsland. I mean, he's got so many names. Marslando, Calrissian, Ricky M., Matthew McConaughey's bitch. I mean, I can't compete with that sort of thing. And I'm not going to. He, uh, he called me one night. And I think it was then that I knew it was time to give things away. He said something to me that, um, well, it was undeniable. And the truth of it, I guess, uh, led to this decision. He said simply, After all is said and done, uh, okay. the race is uh, not over, it's almost done, you're a winner. And that was it. I guess I knew the jig was up when I first heard the young Richard Marshall on the Oral Six program with uh, Bessie Bardo. And I thought, why go on? I can't say the word scrotum that many times and not be faced with a hefty fine, but somehow Marsland has made it work for him. He doesn't mind potty talk. He doesn't mind a bit of teabagging and, and upskirting and, well, good luck to him. If this is broadcasting, then, then I'm out of here and I'll leave you with these words. Move in violations when I move. Watch me. Oh, we know who that is. <laughs> So, it's all you're doing, Richie. Yeah, I'm behind it all. Impressed by the vocal stylings of uh, Marsland, Bob? Oh, very much so, yeah. <laughs> well, I used it here. if people want to hear more, uh, go to the Triple M website. Oh, expanding and developing into a monster. That's what it's doing. Triple Hunt out the Richard Marsland okay. wall of sound. There's a treat for you. Uh, we've got to wind this show up. We'll do it next on Get This. That's Bruce Springsteen winding up another round of Get This. Bob Franklin, thank you for sitting in for the whole hour. Thank you very much. I should point out quickly that Doug Fisher played Larry the Lodger. <laughs> That's a man about the house. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Hello, Dougie Fisher. If you're listening, can a comeback be far away? Anything you'd like to plug? Obviously, the librarians on the ABC in October. Anything uh, before that? Uh, nothing at all. Surely. Nothing, nothing going on. What about your footy side? Surely you're going to be appearing somewhere. Oh, yeah, get down to Middle Park and... Uh, and support the parkers. <laughs> <laughs> that's some big sporting information. That's a bombshell. Uh, that's in Melbourne. Uh, rest of the country, hope you're looking well. Uh, we'd like to... Um 
Oh, I don't know. How, how do you think today's show has gone? That was the most coolest show. You're totally sick. Okay, thank you very much, Peter Harvey. Peter Harvey. Thanks to everyone who called in. Uh, what was our key phrase today? I reckon it was something, one of your headlines from Cavalier's Believe It or Not, Ed. Uh, um, I married a biscuit. <laughs> back tomorrow with comedian Geraldine Hickey. Uh, She'll be back for more. Great last time she was in. And don't forget to get this podcast. And it's all thanks to the Nissan Navarro with its huge pulling power. Now it's allowing you now. Bridge.